In today's show, we look ahead to week 14 in the NBA. We're there. We're halfway through the NBA regular season. Let's look at everything happening in week 14. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepix.com. The promo code is LOCKEDON. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So, last week was Stream Week. This week, it's also Stream Week. It's also Paris Week. It's an interesting week in the fantasy situation or fantasy community or fantasy basketball game, hobby, sport, whatever the hell you want to call it. doesn't matter. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's look at the schedule for the week. And it is another one of these weeks where we theoretically can stream every single day. That's great. Nine games Monday, four Tuesday, nine Wednesday, five Thursday, nine Friday, seven Saturday, and seven on Sunday. Perfect day for watching. Perfect days for watching basketball. Perfect days for consuming basketball content. Perfect days for creating basketball content. And perfect days for managing a fantasy basketball roster, where we can stream and add and use players every single day. Now we've got to be more judicious with what we do with our waiver moves, but it was the same as last week. So you got practice. And if you screwed it up last week, well, you know where you went wrong. And we can do ex- almost. It's almost exactly the same schedule this week as what it was last week in terms of when the games are played. The two high, well, there's three days of nine games, and they sometimes can be borderline in terms of whether they're streamable. In most formats, though, that's what they are. You can stream guys in, and you're going to have an active roster spot available on a nine-game day. But the difference with this week versus last week is the games played. We've got the whole gamut. We've got five-game weeks. We've got one-game weeks. The Raptors play five games. We've been talking about that for a few days on the podcast. The Raptors play five games, and it sounds great, especially if you have Siakam, Ananobi. I don't know why I said it that way. Ananobi, Trent, um, Van Vliet, Barnes. It's great if you've got those guys. They all get immense value. Yeah, you're talking about for the week, you might have five top 25 players there for, for this week in terms of value. Assuming they play all the games, Van Vliet's probably the biggest risk to sit one of them, but all of them have amazing value. The problem is, is that when you're trying to stream guys in, I don't like it. I don't like streaming in Chris Boucher and maybe 10 minutes a game or 15 minutes of Precious Achua, who's one of the worst permanent fantasy players in the NBA, or Wancho Hoonan Gomez, or Christian Coloco, or Malachi Flynn. You might get 60 minutes out of those guys, which is the equivalent of a two-game week for someone uh, that plays 30 minutes. And that's not useful. So while five games is very interesting, and we'll talk about how we do this with streaming later on, it's not all it's cracked up to be, I don't think. We've got 14 teams that play four games. Nuggets, Wolves, Lakers, Suns, Nets, Knicks, Clippers, 
Hawks, Cavs, Pacers, Heat, Pelicans, Grizzlies, and Warriors. The Pacers play all four games on the road. So do the Nets, while the Nuggets have got a four-game homestand for the week. We've got 11 teams that play three games. Rockets, Celtics, Hornets, Kings, Thunder, Wizards, Jazz, Blazers, Mavericks, Bucks, and Sixers. All with three games this week. The Sixers, all three of their games are on the road. And then we've got some really low-volume stuff here. And I guess with four teams playing two or fewer games, maybe it's not quite as bad. It, it is still. The Magic and the Spurs play two games this week. The Bulls and the Pistons play one game. Why do they play one game? Well, they're going over to France, Chicago and Detroit, to play a game in Paris on Thursday. So that's why. Travel time, jet lag, obviously one game this week. It's not great. And we'll, we'll, let's, let's talk about this now because people will have the idea to drop a lot of players for these squads. Now, some of them, yes. Ayodesumu shouldn't be rostering him anyway. Pat Williams, no problem. Drop him. Wait, they play Sunday, but you know, drop him. Um, Alex Caruso, if you tried him, yeah, you know, rabbit hunter his ass out of there. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. You streamed Kobe White? Bye-bye. See you later. On the Pistons. Sadiq Bay. Worth it? No. Not at all. Alec Burks? No, we don't hold him. Alec Berg. Um, Boyan Bogdanovich? Yes, we do hold him. Isaiah Stewart? Hmm. I don't think so. I think he was a borderline 12-team league guy anyway. And I don't think you necessarily have to hold him, but... Well, Jaden Ivey? No. But the question that's going to be asked, and I save these two for last because they're going to get asked all the time. Hey, do I drop Killian Hayes with one game? No, you don't. I think that he got has got top 70 to top 80 upside rest of season. Again, that's like saying that you're going to drop let's, on one of those two-game teams, um, Keldon Johnson, because he's got two games. Or on the Magic, you're going to drop Franz Wagner. Are you going to drop Franz Wagner? No, you're not. Jalen Duran, do I drop him with one game? Exactly the same thing. Would you consider dropping Wendell Carter Jr. with his two games? Would you consider dropping... Um, let's have a look at some teams. Would you consider dropping Terry Rozier if he played one game? Or maybe that's a bad example. Would you consider dropping De'Aaron Fox, who's been about 60th the last you know, month or so, 55th? If he had one game, would you consider dropping him? No, you wouldn't. Would you consider dropping um, John Collins if the Hawks played one game? No, you wouldn't. And that is how I view Duran, who's dealing with an ankle problem, and how I view Hayes the rest of the season. They feel comfortable top 100 players to me, so I'm not dropping them. Those Bulls guys, Williams, Caruso, Desumu, they're nowhere near top 100. No problem moving on. Isaiah Stewart, I don't think he's top 100. Sadiq Bey, I don't think he's top 100. Move on. But and look, Hayes might not be top 100. Duran might not be. But I think they are. So I'm not dropping them. So be really cautious. I know that you added Hayes off the wire. I know that you added Duran off the wire in nearly every case. But you've got to treat them differently now. Such situations and circumstances have changed. So they shouldn't be valued the same way that someone that you grabbed off the wire, Jaden Ivey, Kobe White, the other day. You, should, you shouldn't have valued them the same way as that. Just change your perspective, I think, on those players. Because I don't think you should be viewing them as fringe guys. They are more established in your best 10 to 11 players, top 100, top 100 guys rest of season, I believe. And I would not move on from them. 
um, even though they play one game. And if someone in your league has them and drops them, I would add them even though they play only one game for the week. On, in terms of the two-game guys, like the Spurs, like Josh Richardson, no. Romeo Langford, no. We don't hold those guys. They're struggling anyway. Jeremy Sohan, get out of here. No way. Zach Collins is an interesting one because he was shit house last game, but he'd been good before that. That's still more stashy. So if you're able to stash through 15 minutes, you can stash through two games. And then the Magic, like you're holding Fultz, but you're not holding Cole Anthony. You're not holding Jalen Suggs. You're not holding Bol Bol. You're holding Franz, Paolo, Wendell, Markel. That's probably it. So, a lot of questions that need to be answered with those teams. And I think, I think we got to them. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but it's not the traditional daily fantasy. It's amazing daily fantasy has been around so long that we can actually have traditional now. But that's not what this is. This is the stuff that's so much easier to get your head around. It's just player projections. So you can go in there and you choose between two to six of the individual player projections. It might be Markel Fultz, more or less than six and a half assists. And you go, ah, I'm feeling more than that for Fultz today. And you chuck that in. And then you look at Paulo Bonquero and you go, ooh, 20 and a half points. Do I think he scores more? Yeah, Paulo's a beast. He'll score more than 20. Again, put two to six of those in. You can win up to 25 times your entry fee. You can do this in over 30 US states. You can do it in Canada. And these entries take under 60 seconds to get done as well. It doesn't just have to be for the NBA though. You can do it for the NFL. You can do it for college basketball, both men's and women's. You can do it for European basketball, for cricket, for NASCAR, for PGA golf, for boxing, for MMA, UFC, and of course, disc golf. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's look at streaming options or how we're going to stream. It's the same as last week. We can stream every day. And how you approach your streaming is going to depend on how many waiver moves you've got. If you've got seven for the week, well, use two streaming spots and yeah, get 14 games in. If you've got four ads for the week, strategically do it, get seven games in. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later on as well. Back-to-backs. It's not really that jam-packed with back-to-backs. We've got four teams heading into the week from Sunday to Monday. The Knicks, the Warriors, the Lakers, and the Rockets. We've obviously got to watch this for the Warriors, which really doubles up because they've got another back-to-back later in the week, which the value of like Clay Thompson in that situation is very low. I don't think there's going to be um, yeah, any concern with uh, Steph sitting, although it is it is possible, but the, the games played for Clay during the week, um, they don't feel... You know, it doesn't feel great when you think he's probably going to sit Monday and probably sit on Friday as well. So that gives him two games for the week. So another two game week for um another two game week for Clay Thompson is not an ideal scenario. And especially then we've got to watch with the Curries and the Wigginses as well returning from his injury and Steph with Sunday, Monday back to back, Thursday, Friday back to back. The next four games are all parts of back to backs. Um, the Lakers have a back to back, so you've got to watch LeBron. The Rockets have a back to back, which Maybe an issue for, say, Kevin Porter, who's dealing with that foot issue, and he missed Friday's game, so maybe he misses one there. And we know Eric Gordon's going to miss one too. Monday, Tuesday, it's the Bucks and the Raptors. Well, we have to be very, very scared about Giannis Antetokounmpo and his knee. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I feel like I mentioned Giannis's knee in the preseason a lot, and I still, f- and I don't think anyone else was, but I still don't. I had nowhere near the level of concern that I should have. I was nowhere near it. 
because this is a real problem. This is not only back-to-backs now. This is impacting his play, and he's just sitting out games. So there's no way he's playing both those games. No chance. The Raptors, I think they'll be fine with the back-to-backs. And of course, if Middleton returns, he's not playing both of those either. Tuesday, Wednesday, Clippers, Nuggets. Well, there you go. Kawhi's going to sit one there, and I would expect Paul George sits one. As he returns from his hamstring injury, he might not even be healthy, but if he is, he won't play both of those. Um, Wednesday, Thursday, it's the Wolves. I think we're okay. Watch Anthony Edwards' hip and Kyle Anderson's back. Thursday, Friday, Nets, Warriors. I don't think the Nets have got any problem there. The Warriors, of course, it's Clay and all those names that I just mentioned. There's potential for them to sit. Friday, Saturday is where we have a lot of back-to-backs. Atlanta, Sacramento, Cleveland, Indiana, Orlando. The interesting week for the Magic, they play two games as a back-to-back. That's it. Stupid schedule. They play Friday, Saturday. Horrendous schedule. Um, Hawks, no worries. Kings, no worries. Cavs, it's going to be Rubio, who sits one of those games. Pacers, not really a concern, but we're a little bit worried about Miles Turner's back. Although he has been upgraded to questionable today, so that's good. Um, and then the Magic, you'd may, maybe, but I don't think so. Or if Isaac returns and he's not playing both of those, we know that. The weekend back-to-backs, it's the Suns and the, and the Raptors. Um, the Suns, the only worry I think I have there is if Chris Paul has returned and he sits one of those games. And then heading into week 15, it's Portland and Memphis that have that weekend, Sunday, Monday, back-to-back. Last time Memphis had that, Jarmorant sat both games. So that is obviously something that we need to pay attention to. So let's look at our streaming plan for the week. Look, we can, you can go, as I said, Raptors. The the appeal there with Toronto is, well, I'm just going to add Raptors. They got five games for the week. And again, it's all good in theory. If Gary Trent's available, sure. Look, there you go. Easy ad, right? That's straightforward. But no one else is. And those other bench players, I, I don't trust it. And while you could add, that's only, that's only one ad for the week to add a Raptors player, right? But... That's five days of the week. So the most games you can actually get out of that one roster spot by adding a Raptor player is only five because that would mean that you can't like drop them, add them, drop them, and get more guys in. What's the point? And then you're left with more waiver moves and you have to then create a second streaming spot, which if you can, I get it. But I still think that given the quality of players for the Raptors that are going to be available, that the five-game week doesn't actually mean that you need to get these players. I would much rather use my four ads and get seven games in versus five bench shitty Raptors players. Like I can get a, a Raptors or a Bucks guy on Monday, so I could get Pat Connaughton. I could get Grayson Allen, Javon Carter. Is that better than Boucher or Hernan Gomez or Achua? Probably. I can get a Wolves player on Wednesday. Kyle Anderson's available everywhere. I could try Naz Reed. I could get Torian Prince or Jalen Noel. I then could go with any of these five teams on Friday for the Friday-Saturday. Hawks, Kings, Cavs, Pacers, Magic. So much there. Neesmith. Um, uh, in Sacramento, Keegan Murray might be available. Trey Lyles is playing well. Uh, Atlanta. There's not as many in Atlanta. Maybe it's AJ Griffin. But there's so much available there. And then you just use your last move on Sunday. To me, using my all my max waiver ads for the week getting seven games out of one roster spot is so much better than getting, let's maybe 75 minutes out of Chris Boucher. Is 75 minutes out of Chris Boucher useful? I can get, let's say 25 minutes a game for seven games here. It's 175 minutes worth of action using the same one roster spot. Yes, you need three more waiver ads, but do you, would you actually, if you use one of these roster spots exclusively on a, a Raptors player, 
Are you going to then open up another streaming spot? Is it worth it? I, I Again, I don't think that the Raptors bench guys are going to be useful enough to stream for the week. I just don't. We'll see. Let's look at how the week is front and back loaded. Minnesota and Toronto start the week with three games in four nights, Monday through Thursday. The Magic do not play a single game in the first four nights of the week. Bad. That's really bad. And that's why you know, the holding on to of a Bol Bol or Jalen Suggs or Jonathan Isaac um, or Mo Bamba, for God's sake, um, has no no use. You're not playing them. But you do hold. A Cole Anthony, even. What's the point? Zero is from a, a guy that's bad anyway. They don't play until Friday. Chicago and Detroit don't play until Thursday. So, again, the fringe players, not Hayes, not Duran, not DeRozan, not Levine, not Vooch, the fringe players aren't worth holding. And then we've got a bunch of teams that don't play until Wednesday. No Monday, Tuesday action for the Thunder, Kings, Mavericks, and Spurs. Now, it's not as detrimental to have those guys, those back-end players from those, those teams on your squad if they don't play until Wednesday, but it's something to watch. The end of the week, there is four teams. The Suns, the Raptors, the Nets, and the Warriors that play three games in four nights to end the week. That's where you've got to have the real worries about Curry, Wiggins, and Clay. Um, I don't think the Nets will rest anyone, but Simmons could come up. The Raptors, I don't think they'll have a problem, but we'll see. And then the Suns with Chris Paul, almost no way that he plays both of those. Um, and then there are four teams that don't play a game on the weekend. Obviously, Chicago and Detroit. The Jazz and the Spurs. No weekend game from them either which you know, when you get to the end of the week, maybe you like a hold that you have on, say, Jared Vanderbilt. He's not worth it when you can open up more action towards the end of the week there, which uh, might be something that you look to do. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bilpa. Bilpa is a delicious treat, but it is the best tasting protein bar ever. You don't want fat or calories chock-a-block into your treats. You don't want that. You want to be healthy while enjoying something delicious, and that's what Bilpa delivers. The secret to it is they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Other protein bars aren't. You go and have those and they just taste like cardboard. You go, oh, I guess I'm doing something healthy. Yeah, but who cares? Healthy is great. We love being healthy. But what if we can do healthy and delicious? Well, that's a game changer. And there's another game changer with the Built Bar. Instead of ordering them from Built.com, which I've been telling you to do for so long, you can just go straight into Walmart. And there they are. In the pharmacy section, four bar boxes in the cookies and cream flavor, double chocolate or coconut puffs. And cookies and cream, that is the best flavor. So... Hey, if you're near a Walmart, go stock up. But you can also go to Sam's Club. You can get the bigger 13-bar box. It comes in a churro flavor and in the brownie batter flavor as well. So get your orders in, but also just call into a Walmart, call into a Sam's Club, and get yourself boxes of Built Bars. Built Bar is built different. Let's hope we get some injury returns this week. And there's a couple of real hope names on his on this list. Um, Chris Middleton. Please? What, what is happening? I know he's practicing in the G League, so I'd have to think that, like, yes, he does play this week, but bloody hell. I, I'm, not, I'm not, not banking on it. I know that much. I am not banking on it. We'll find out. Dorian Finney-Smith looks like he could return for the Mavericks. He might even return Sunday, but he should return this week. Are we going to get John Isaac returning? Is the yokai finally going to show? They don't play until Friday. So he's in the G League. So could he play one of those Friday-Saturday games? Maybe Saturday? Maybe. What about Brendan Ingram? Has he regrown his toe? Surely. Surely we're here now. And then Brad Beal with his hamstring. I feel much more confident about Beal returning this week. I think that happens. So we've got weekly leagues. 
If you have to ask the question, Josh, why would I sit someone? You're not in a weekly league. So thanks for watching. I'll see you later. All right. If you have to ask that question, why would I just sit this player? You are in not in a weekly league. A weekly league is a league that you change your lineup once per week and you cannot change it again. So let's look at players. And there are, there are all these guys are available in 40% more of leagues. These are all amazing ads that are great for this week, but also moving forward. Kyle Anderson. Yeah, look, when Towns comes back, the value's gone, but great ad. Trey Murphy. Last two games really picked it back up. So we're back on the trade train. Ingram might return, but I'm still liking Murphy's four-game value. Andrew Nembhard. Last game, you might look at his line and be disappointed, but he took tons of shots. And that is what the real encouragement is with um, Halliburton out. So don't look at that and go, oh, man, he killed my field goals. What, did he shoot 18% or something? You don't look at that and go, fuck, what's the point? I'm dropping him. No, no, no. You look at the fact that he took like 16 shots and he got assists and he handled the ball. Because it's going to translate into a big line. Do not be foolish. He's still available in 60% of the league's name. Do not be foolish and drop him. Do not go and add him immediately. Quentin Grimes. Uh, weeks, I've been telling you. Norman Powell. With the absence of Paul George, the way they're running the rotations, which I don't even know anymore because John Wall played 19 consecutive minutes last game. They're all over the shop, but Powell is getting a big boost with Canard and George out. Whether that lasts or not, I don't know, but he's worth it for this week. Timothy John McConnell. He just did exactly what we what we needed, like 14-7-7, couple of steals. That's what he does. He's a great ad. Royce O'Neal with Durant out, great ad as well. And Terrence Mann, I think is probably worth an ad and maybe even a start this week. All these guys I look at as ads for the week in a, in a weekly league, I think they're startable because of the volume of games they have. In terms of players that we sit, well, we don't worry about any Magic Spurs, Bulls, or Pistons player. We don't worry about any of them. Do not start any of them in a standard 12-team format. None of them. <clears throat> then Colin Sexton's not someone I'd bother starting. These are all highly rusted players. That's why I mentioned them. Gordon Haywood with his injury. He should return this week as well. Um, Chris Middleton, Brandon Ingram, we're not trusting them. Lou Dort, we're not, roster, uh, we're not starting. Jared Vanderbilt, we're not starting. Keegan Murray, we're not starting. They have lower volume games and they're on the borderline anyway. In a points league format, who are some guys that we can add? Kyle Anderson, Norman Powell, Terrence Mann, Emmanuel Quickly played 32 minutes last game. TJ McConnell, Andrew Nembhard, Victor Oladipo is available everywhere still. Well, not everywhere, in like a good chunk of leagues. And Quentin Grimes, just tons of good names available in 12-team leagues as well, some of these that you can have a look at. And players that we sit are still the same in the points there. We're sitting Magics, Spurs, Bulls, and Pistons. We're sitting DeAnthony Melton in a category league. He's borderline sit. I think he probably is a sit though. Um, Chris Middleton, Ingram, Sexton, Keegan Murray, Max Struess, and Derek White are not players that I'd want to rely upon in a weekly points league format. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.